Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM 98.3 FM Colacan District, 88.7 FM along the coast, or perhaps you're streaming us online at www.ocrfm.org.au. So this week, I have a special episode for our listeners. A couple of weeks ago, before social distancing, Edwina and Greg interviewed me. And now that played on Wednesday, I really wanted to share it with you all. So Edwina and Greg host Community Connect on Wednesdays at 11am. I highly recommend checking their program out. They've also got it available as a podcast. So look for Community Connect on OCRFM on all the major podcast platforms. So they have a range of guests and they approach various topics and they're just really great in general, their show, because um, they have so many people that they interview and really great voices and it's really, they're really great allies as well. So they interview a lot of people from specifically from our community. They have a lot of networks and they've been really beneficial to the growth of From Paddocks to Pride. So I hope you enjoy the interview and yeah, check out their show if you haven't already.
Good morning and welcome to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry here on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast where we're also streaming live at all the W's ocrfm.org.au I'd like to pay my respects to and acknowledge the Gulijan people, the traditional owners of the land we're gathered on today, and pay my respects to their elders both past and present. Morning, Ed. Good morning, Greg. We're going to quickly get our guest in here today, and she's no stranger to OCRFM. Mm -hmm. She's our beautiful and wonderful person from Paddocks to Pride, and that was a terrific song we just played. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Are you going to tell us all about it? Yes, I am. So that song just played was by butterfly brocher it pulls me under and there's a film clip of it on youtube if you look up break free ruby rose so ruby rose actually produced and wrote and starred in the film clip and it's about them sort of it touches on gender roles it also touches on trans and what it's like to have an identity that deviates from status quo and ruby rose was really an idol for me, a role model when I was growing up, before I was out to anyone. <laughs> so, yeah. Now you're still growing up, though. You're, yes. you're only a young girl. Yes, correct. But you've been you've been very active here in Colac yes. with your program, which is how yes. long's it been going now? Just over a year. Just over a year. Yes. Now, how how old were you when Ruby Rose became? Well, I won't say one of your idols, but one of your idols, I suppose. Yeah. How old I, were you then? I think I was about. 16, 16. Yep. 16. Yeah. So now you are gay. Mm. Or do I say lesbian? Oh, I don't mind. I don't have a problem with either word. So. So we, we have all to learn queer? this. You've got to remember, Edwina and I are oldies, so we're just mm. in the process of learning all about this stuff. Well, no, no, we're not learning about it. Yeah. I think we're acknowledging and understanding and um, talking more about it now that we know you can talk about it. Whereas yeah. Whereas now, when we were young, it wasn't talked about, was it, Eddie? It definitely wasn't talked about. No. And, uh, we had the first Sydney Mardi Gras and pe someone said to me, why on earth do we have to celebrate that? We don't have one for for us. Why do gay people have to go and flaunt around the s streets mm. of Sydney? Mm. And I thought, well, that's way wrong. They, they have a right to. They need to be visible. Yeah. They need to be embraced and to feel proud and mm. to have people... Just be themselves. Let them be themselves. Yeah, visibility yeah. and acceptance. And of course, the first Mardi Gras was way, way, way before you were born. Now I understand you. Nineteen seventy-eight. I know. So now you was that you went. Am I letting the cat out of the bag by telling people that you went to the one just recently? No, no. I talked about it. I talked about it on this week's episode. Oh, of that's from right. Pride you did Expired. too. Right. Yeah. So now, how how was it though? Because you've gone to. The, can we go go back a week or two? Mm. Because we were lucky enough. Yeah. To be there with you at the Pride get-together down at Johnson Park, weren't we? Yes, that's correct, because our allies are very important and Greg and Edwina do a lot for the community and interview a lot of people under the umbrella and really help to show acceptance and give some visibility to the community, which is always fantastic. The umbrella. Now, yeah. we, had, we had a bit of a laugh not long ago. We had Paulie Johnson in with Bob Perry mm -hmm. and both of them, with, instead of saying the umbrella like you did, they call it the alphabet. Yes, there are people that so do. So is that okay for us to do that? Yeah, if you'd like to. 
I, I it's an individual thing so I say umbrella because like I think of it like everyone fits under an umbrella like it's it just does. all it's about being inclusive and all together and I don't know for that I, I like that term because it sort of fits nice with myself well for us I think we need to get it uh, and I do agree with you because I think it's more politically correct because when you when you're saying alphabet it's like saying it's in a way it's a bit derogatory in a way but I won't have a go at Bob and Polly about that just now mm, will yeah, I? Yeah no I think it's yeah like I said it's individual to the person and it's what you take out of it and sometimes we do people out there do get offended by the small things and sometimes we reclaim things so we want to reclaim it and by calling it the alphabet I think it does sort of highlight the fact that there is so much like there are so many letters and you can get you can stumble on a letter and that sort of thing Mm. like mum put a p in there the other day by accident because like (laughs) what was the p gonna be for i don't know i'm starting to wonder if she actually listens to this show and maybe she's like oh gotta include polyamory (laughs) i don't know (laughs) now can we go back a bit 16 but how how old were you when you realized not that you were different but that you were I have, you like girls oh my gosh I have known that I am different for a very long time I never really fit in at school um I was bullied a lot as a kid and because of that I had this need I don't know I was always different but I always had this need for some reason I just wanted to fit in I just wanted to be like everyone else so I hid a lot of like I knew deep down and I had a lot of internal internalized homophobia had a lot of issues about yeah the need to fit in so I hit it so I myself just and I dug myself a hole deeper and deeper and deeper into the closet like it was not healthy definitely not healthy I had a lot of mental health issues issues around alcohol and that sort of thing and it wasn't until like the marriage equality debate when that started to ramp up and it was evident that it was going to they were going to do a plebiscite that I it was really important that I tell mum and I tell her why it's important to vote yes because she was very much like um like it shouldn't affect me it doesn't matter it's um not really my place so she was from the aspect of yeah it's not my place I shouldn't even be voting and I'm like well I need you to vote I need you to vote um it's really important to me and that's how I end up coming out to her so it took you well I think it was a a shame that the plebiscite had to even be held Mm. excuse me Mm. that it brought the the plebiscite was what brought you out Mm. really how did mum go with that how did she accept it pretty well because you're held in because three I am nearly 26. <laughs> nearly 26, so you're a yeah. young So yeah. you've hidden this from your mum because you, you have literally hidden it, haven't you? I hid it from my friends. Closet, and your friends as well. Yeah, a lot of them. There were some that knew because, like, it's kind of obvious when you go out and you, like, make out with the same sex. But, yeah, yeah. you're not going, woohoo, so look at that guy. <laughs> so, okay, then how did mum but, go? Yeah, pretty well. Really That's well. Good. Really supportive. A great ally. Yeah. That you know, we know a lot of people who are gay, mm. and sadly we know quite a few who have parents who have not accepted. Yeah. Um, how do you go 
Well, you must have met a fair few yourself yes. in that regard. Yes. What do we say to people about that? How do we talk to to the non-accepters? You know, those who say, "Oh, you know, Sarah's trending." Uh, yet we know people who, if you want to use that word, were trending for forty. Well, we have a young a, a couple who died sadly. John passed away about eighteen months ago, mm. and he'd been with his partner for well over 45, 50 years. It was near enough. Mm, lovely mean, couple. It, that's trending, isn't it? I, I can... So how do you explain to people that this is real? I can tell you now I am not a trending person. I am definitely not popular and I am not cool or anything like that. I'm just plain old me and a little bit quirky. Um, I think it's really important to remember that prejudice is... It comes about due to ignorance, so it's a lack of understanding. Sometimes it takes a while for parents to come around and eventually they do, sometimes they don't. And in those regards, it's important that people realise that the community, there are places you can go that will support you. And a lot of people have a chosen family. So yes, they have yes. a chosen gay family that support them. And you'll go to events and there will be fathers and mothers and just like I would say older queers or older allies that will wear shirts that say like I'll be your mum or I'll be your dad or and those sort of things like that they want to welcome everyone in and be like if your parents don't support you don't worry because we will there are people out there that will support you that means it brings me to the point where we met Malloy Mm. Um, and I know you've talked so about inspirational. her, but Mamoy, mm. well, do you want to, why, why was she inspirational? Tell us a little bit about it from your perspective. Because like, to be from that period of time and to actually, so now it's a, it's a lot more, ex- Malloy's 84. Yeah. She is 84 now because she was heading for 84th birthday, well, I think. Yeah. Wasn't she? She's yeah. someone that's really helped pave the way for younger yes. people. Yeah. For um, visibility, acceptance, and mm. she, you know, all these older people have done the hard struggle. Yeah. So that's made it a bit easier for yeah. the younger people to come out and have a voice and to say, you know, mm. so I think I'm different. Yeah. But so you do find your family. Yeah, so because of people like herself, I don't know anyone my age that has gone through conversion therapy, for instance. Mm. Like there's those those sort of important things to remember. We have struggles, like there, we still have a fair bit to go in terms of acceptance and visibility. However, at least, at the very least... I didn't have to go through conversion therapy or some or things like that because that is so traumatic and yes. to go through that sort of thing and for her to like openly speak about it and that it's not only she went through it but she came out the other side and is able to talk about it and able to pave the way to make sure no one else has to go through that and she's still even making strides to try and make sure that people don't have to go back in the closet when Mm. they go into nursing homes which is another part of that's a huge part of the subject Mm. too as to what happens to you when you're a little bit older because her, her her activity or activism in stopping the conversion therapy which is, well, BS, for want of another word, I'm glad I didn't swear, but it really, it's <laughs> something that is, um, 
everyone has poo-pooed and it is a dangerous, very dangerous um, attempt at stopping something that is natural. Yes, mm. but it's normal. As soon as we, we recognise the fact that, um, that variation or gender, um, whatever we call it, sexual proclivities or whatever it is, it's just been part of the way it's been forever and ever. Mm. Well, I think um, science tells you it's normal. It's normal in all, in all animal worlds. And realms. it's in all, yes. So we need our people to understand there that everything's normal and Sarah's very, very normal. You might, you are a little bit quirky though, aren't you? Yeah, I am. But so but am I. But so am I. I know you are. I'm a yeah. cis. Yeah, come on, your starting terminology is now, <laughs> cis means we're just, you're, you're, yeah, when you're cis too, you're, you're yeah, gay. Yeah, I'm cis. Yep. Sarah's cis yes. because she's female in all respects. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm cis because I'm male in all respects. You're mm-hmm. cis because you're female in all respects. Now, I'm, am I heterosexual? I haven't told anyone yet. Now, should I have come out already? I don't know. Should I have told everyone I'm heterosexual? Do I need to? Yeah, I think yep. so, because I think it's a nice way of making it normal. Like, as in, sorry, that probably didn't come out how I wanted it to, but it's that's right. it's like using the word cis. So it's like it makes people that use the word trans, it's like, well, I'm cis, as in instead of saying I'm normal, it's it's a lot nicer to use the word cis because what is normal anyway? There's no such so thing. So it's like instead of homosexual being like, oh, well, that's not normal and heterosexual's normal, you're just u- you're using, using better word. words instead of being like, well, that's normal, that's not normal. Mm. And I've got to let every, all our listeners know too, did you notice that when the rabbit ears come out, <sighs> even the younger generation do it? Oh, I use gestures a lot. I use my hands <laughs> everywhere when I They're great for radio, talk. aren't they? Yeah. We're, we're going to have a little break here, though, and you, we're going to put on a track of yours again. Mm. What's it going to be, Sarah? Yeah, so it's going to be Don't Let Me Get Me by Pink. Oh, I love Pink. Yes, um, so it's about those that are, like, struggling with identity, which I was as a kid, and I loved Pink as a kid, and... Pink was very like an androgynous person and I think that was something that I found hard growing up because I'm like, what do you mean that she's not queer? And I think that was a bit like heartbreaking. You were in love? Because I was was in love. Pink is just a beautiful person and she's such a great ally. And there's a word, there's a word, sorry, there's a line in the song that says, I want to be someone else. And that really resonates with me because that's one of the struggles I went through Yeah, growing up was I always wanted to try and be someone else and it just, I couldn't. We don't want you to be someone else, we want you to be you. Yes. Mm. You're on Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry here on 98.3 in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast and we've got... Our hostess with the mostess from Paddocks to Pride with us. And you can listen to the program. will be replayed. We're going to be playing this again next Sunday or the Sunday after, whenever we do it, yeah. on the, on your program, Sarah. Yeah, But So we'll be back with you after this track by Pink. So, yeah, we'll talk to you again shortly. first place i don't support the team i can't take direction and my socks are never clean teachers dated me my parents hated me i was always in a fight because i can't do nothing right every day i find a war against the mirror i can't take the person staring back at me i'm a hazard to my 
pop star All you have to change is everything you are Tired of being compared to damn Britney Spears She's so pretty, that just ain't me Doctor, doctor, won't you please prescribe me something A day in the life of someone else Cause I'm a hazard to myself That was Pink and uh, Don't Let Me Get Me and that's a track that was chosen by our wonderful guest here today in Sarah from Paddocks to Pride that you can listen to at 6 o'clock on a Sunday evening. Mm. So welcome back to Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry and to Sarah. Look, Sarah, you made mention beforehand that uh, there's that one line in the, the song there about mm. you didn't really want to be yourself. Yeah. You so wanted to change. That must have been a terrible time you were going through. Yeah, no, so that was a very extended (laughs) part of my childhood. Um, I wanted to be someone else. um, And that line as well, don't let me get me, it really resonated with me because I am my worst critic. And I know when I was coming out and everything, when I was on dating apps, I was even scared to use the word lesbian because I'm like, well, am I? Like, how do I explain my history with men and that sort of thing? So I used the term bisexual. You had a history with men? Yeah, I know. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because we aren't on webcam. You turned your nose up then. That was an interesting (laughs) expression. Well, it's because I really did try to force myself to be straight. Like, I tried so hard and made myself so miserable and... It's really interesting because once I did come out, I had a lot of people that weren't surprised, but I had a lot of, I had a bit of, I don't know, not the nicest comments from some people. I even had someone that um, I had been with was like, oh, did I turn you gay? Blah, blah, blah. Like, 
that is not how it works. That's part of um, lack of education. Yes, very mm. much so. And very much for you, it's about finding out who you are. Mm. And yeah. for me, that is normal. Mm. Is it just finding out who you are or mm. is it accepting yourself, who you are? Finding self. Yeah, yeah, finding and accepting. Finding mm. and accepting. Because we know a lot of people, and well, we can talk about Bear and Scoobs, for example. Mm. Both Bear and Scoobs, a great cafe too, by the way, mm. which I can say in Geelong. But anyway, <laughs> Bear and Scoobs, they are both men who have um, they had families. Mm. And... Um, do you find that there, or have you got a lot of friends, or do you know a lot of people, Sarah, who have tried that? They they try living the life of what is supposed to be, and I'm using the rabbit ears mm-hmm. again, being normal, yeah. and they put themselves through. Well, to me, it seemingly would be torture Tor- yes, in a way. Torture, yeah. Um, yep. Of doing what is supposedly the norm by marrying, having children, trying to be straight, or trying to be something mm. they're not. I don't know that many people that. I'd say tortured themselves as much as I did but I do know quite a few and that was something that I found hard as well was because when I truly knew and I actually broke up with my high school boyfriend I couldn't even be honest I couldn't be honest about why I was breaking up with them and it was really hard because after that I'm like if I couldn't even be honest to them, because this person I really cared about, like they were a true friend to me and stuff, and I found that hard because I couldn't stay in the relationship because it it wasn't fair on them. And I realised I didn't know how to come out to anyone, including my family. I'm like, so I stayed in the closet and got in a toxic relationship and then just, yeah. Was that part of um, not wanting to hurt the guy you were with? I think so because mm. I think that that was something that I was really concerned about that whole comment about like mm. did I turn you gay sort of thing I was worried yeah. that they might come out with that but he was a really lovely person and I don't think he would have taken it personally I think he would have been able to understand yeah but I don't know and so at least he didn't blabber about it and so you, your secret went on and on until oh no I didn't tell him I never told him, him. I'm guessing he knows now. Oh, well, he must. <laughs> on radio. Yeah. Are you talking to people? You can send him a cheerio. <laughs> so you, you've, you've come out after the plebiscite has been announced, so that you're able to talk your mum into Burning, the yes. reason why she should. So you've come and out why it mum. does actually affect her. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we're going to have a song a bit later on. I think you're going to, you need somebody to love. So we can oh. talk a little bit about that a bit later <laughs> on. But um, with you and your uh, – now, where have I got with this? Your association as a broadcaster now, why did you find the need or why have you come out as a broadcaster to talk about this issue? Is it Because you've really done it on the back of the plebiscite. You've not only added yourself to your mum <laughs> – You've then publicly done some great stuff around the traps. You've Mm. gone back to your roots because you're in the paddock as a a gay woman, Mm. literally, and then you're doing your paddocks to pride and you've come out to the whole world. Mm. A proud... Bang, bang. So what was Mm. it really jumped at you that made you do this? Did you want to get on a platform? So initially what actually happened was I was looking at starting a radio show and the issue was 
we wanted to work with a minority community and to try and give them some positive some po- some positive media surrounding their community and I was doing that I was going to do that through OCRFM so this is for all for my badge work for my BPSA for rovers for scouting and the Your badge I- work for scouting yes yes I'm in scouts yes okay, but you're not just scouts you're a rover yeah I'm yeah, an old on, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going for all this badge work and everything. And the issue was that I couldn't actually get the community I wanted to involved. And I'm like, look, I said to the station, oh, he's pretty much the station manager, um, Jonathan. And I said, look, I can't get this community involved. I think I really need to u- utilise something that I know about, something like a community I can talk about. So I said, why don't we do I've got two options I can either because my brother is disabled I could talk about disability or I could talk about a community I know about I could talk about the pride community the umbrella and he's just looked at me and his eyes lit up like I have been trying to actually get a pride one off for a while. That is something the station will 100% get it behind. And then he also mentioned we've already got a DARE program, so we don't need another disability the, the one. DARE program, which is <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the station has been so supportive and just like backing it like 110% and it's been so beautiful and it's helped me learn a lot about my own community. It's helped me... I guess I use the radio sometimes as a little bit of a like gets me out there a bit more because I can be a bit reserved and I can be very anxious and everything. So I go to events and I've got a recorder and I sort of hide behind this recorder and it's a way of like getting myself to talk to people that I usually would be too scared to. And it's really it's really helped my confidence so much and it's made me feel more confident in my sexuality as well. Well, I think it's great that you've embraced Colac. Yeah. And I'm proud of you. Yeah, so for those that listen, I actually grew up in Simpson. So there was no real representation. So that's, once I started doing the show, I started realising why it's so important to me because Mm. I would have loved for this sort of thing to be around when I was a kid so I could be like, it's not just something you see on the TV. It's real. It's out there. Mm. And it's okay to be yourself. And I'm kind of you know, having a bit of a chat and done that offside. I'm not going to put you on the spot, I hope, but part of your journey mm. means you are, or you, you go through a bad time where you're really hurting yourself. Mm. You know, you've got the inner hurt, but you have the outer hurt where you, you get to abuse stuff, mm. which is quite common with people mm. who have got the, or become introverted because they yeah. won't accept who they are. Yeah. There's too much suicide, there's too much damage done, alcohol and other drugs, Mm. people who get into uh, harming themselves. Mm. What do we say to these people? How do we get them to, can we get them to talk about it earlier and get them to say, hey, you know, be more comfortable with your mum and dad? Mm. We're here for you. We're here Mm. for you. Is that what we should should be saying or what do we say? I think what we need to also highlight is the fact that there's so much stigma still out there and that's why it was so important that one of this I had a whole series on health and a lot of those episodes were around mental health because it there's this stigma that we don't really talk about mental health we don't talk about these hard times 
And then sometimes people use the excuse, oh, you're just like that because you're having a bad day. Or they'll toxic people will use their behaviour and sort of be like, no, it's just you. And I've had that happen a lot um, where it's like, no, it's just your bad mental health. And it's like, no, I'm actually in a really good place at the moment. It's just you're toxic. That's <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and the thing to remember is that there are a lot of support services out there and the first step is just making that call or getting on that computer and doing that web, web chat because there are some fantastic services out there and sometimes they're really underutilised because people are too scared and it's easier to just grab a bottle rather than make that phone call. And mm. and what are some of the great services out there? there so, for instance, there's, there's QLA. Oh, which that is, was the one I was going to say. Yeah, Q-Life. <laughs> and the um, one that sort of, oh, I don't know how you'd phrase that, um, comes off that one is Switchboard in Victoria. Yep. Uh, there's obviously Beyond Blue. There's Lifeline. Then there's all these different programs offered by Thorn Harbour Health. Thorn Harbour Health has so yeah, many. Yeah, so they have stuff surrounding alcohol, drugs. They've got programs surrounding um sexual things such as AIDS, HIV, um, HPV, they've got things around chlamydia, gonorrhea, they have, yeah, so much. And then there's also things surrounding, I've had a complete mind blank where I was going to go, oh, well ways. So stuff yep. that is yes. directly... Um, programs are directly about mental health. So obviously Thornhalber House has stuff. Wellways in Geelong has um, things like the Out Now program. They have things such as, I can't remember what else, but Amiel, he spoke a lot about the different programs they have for the LGBTI community to try and promote healthy mental health. And also talking about having like a it's all like a body system so in other words meeting other people in the community who mm. have gone through what you have because it really it makes you realize that you're not alone your experiences aren't unique which is actually a great thing to hear yeah. like when I had I wasn't expecting this but with the aware project run by Miriam um she's an amazing human and one of the people that helps her out, Brooke, I actually had her come on for a, when straights being is just a phase and talking about internalised queer phobia and hearing Brooke's story and I'm just like, it really resonated with me because I'm like, you went through what I went through and like a lot of our stories are quite similar and it's really, it's it's an actually a nice feeling being like I'm not unique in this situation. You're not alone. Yeah, That's, you're not that, alone. And that is also for parents too. Mm. Parents of children that they think, you know, if they have a gay child or someone, you know, that that needs help, the parents maybe need to go to P Flag or somewhere to find out what there is for them that they're not mm. alone. Yeah, it, it's for everyone. Mental yeah. health is everyone and mm. finding like-minded people is really important. Is really yeah, important. yeah. Because I know, yeah, as a child that was something that I struggled with was I always felt alone and that's the thing is that when, it, like in primary school for instance, I would love the excuse to just read a book and be by myself. So like even, like that's why I did the MS readathon so much was because... I had an excuse to just sit by myself and be alone. 
that just sounds. Hmm? Not get bullied, not feel different. Yeah, but I still got bullied. Oh but gosh. if I was a teacher, I'd wonder why you were isolating. Well, that's the thing. Is that it was really quite interesting because as a kid, they put me in these programs like um, Hat Hatesbury Adventure Team. I think it was back then. And it's interesting looking back at it because someone else that I went in that program with is also queer now. And it's really interesting mm. how, like, when you're a child, I associated a lot of my friends now are out, like, whether it was from scouting or from school. And it's, yeah, it's interesting how you surround yourself, but you're all so mm. closeted and so much internalised homeophobia that you just be someone else. We're going to have to have a little break here again. We're, mm-hmm. we're talking about all things sexual and whatever else related to gay and everything. But mm. now I think some of the stuff you mentioned, we've talked about mental health, the physical mm. health and the sexual health is one of the big things you've mentioned. Mm. So Definitely. we'll put up some of those numbers as well. So we better make sure we get a comprehensive list, list from you as to whom we put up with Q-Life and the mm. rest of them. Mm. Uh, on, the, on the blog that we put up with our podcast, which we'll be doing here of Community Connect, where you are on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast with Edwina and Greg and our fabulous hostess of <laughs> Paddocks to Pride, Sarah. We're going to have a track now by Queen mm. and we'll be back in here with you shortly to talk yes. about that.
keep losing my beat. I'm losing, I'm alright. He's alright, he's alright. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta get out of this prison cell. One day I'm gonna be free. Find me somebody to love. Find me somebody to love. Find me somebody to love. to love and you on OCRFM's 98.3, 88.7 down the coast and you, it's Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry and Paddocks to Pride hostess with the mostess I've called her a couple of times after that, haven't I, Sarah? Yeah, well it sounds really catchy so it's it quite does, cool. It? I'm not sure who used to say that, it's an oldies type thing I think, but anyway, we're here talking about everything under an umbrella mm. and uh, that umbrella as well, gay, lesbian... Homosexual, I don't know, what are they? Bisexual, so we've got trans. LGBTIQ+, so Intersex. you've got, yeah, so lesbian, bisexual, yeah, you've got. Okay, I think I've named them all. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole heap. There's like that plus, so there's also like asexual, there's polyamory, there's demisexual, there's omnisexual, there's... There's so many, oh. and that's why we that's why we're defining the alphabets, the umbrella at under the moment. The that's and why that, we have rainbow pride. And it is under the, rainbow the umbrella, co- the rainbow covers everything mm. when it's up there and it's beautiful. And that's where we all are. We're all beautiful. It doesn't matter where we are, where we come from or what we are, what yeah. colour we are, or what our bent yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure you realise, but when we did the live broadcast from the Geelong Rainbow Festival, I kept saying everything was beautiful. Like I called every guest beautiful, and I I used the word beautiful so many so times. So many times I noticed it, but you're allowed to do that. Yeah. We realise that after we've been brought. We're only when, when mm. I say only, we're not only. We are volunteers. Yes, yes, we, we are. And we do it for a reason. And your your yeah. reason is really good because you need to bring pride yes. to the paddocks because people need to understand. 
Mm. Do you think the smaller the community, the more there is a stigma around it? Or do you think that that stigma is everywhere? I think there's also actually, to be honest, a stigma from cities. So there's this stigma that, oh, country towns are backwards and they're redneck and they don't understand and there's no acceptance. Whereas I really liked talking to Paulie because Paulie also is from Simpson and she was able to talk about some of the really good stories of acceptance that she had, which was fantastic because people have this stigma from country, sorry, from cities that country towns are backwards and they have this stigma and they don't want to live in the country and it's like, oh, I don't want to move to the city so I need acceptance in the country. I think, like people really look after each other. Yeah. I've noticed that myself. Hmm. Mm. And I think it's pe- people forget that no matter where you go, there's going to be bad eggs. It's just in smaller areas, everyone knows everyone. So the thing is that you know who the bad eggs are. Mm. Like they can't hide because it's a small town. Everyone knows them. Well, there are too many people, though. I've got relatives of mine who have gone to Melbourne to hide away from the stigma many years ago it must be it is now but yeah going away to melbourne to hide away from it all and to hide from their family do we see much of that now or do you think that that's gone on the wane because we are talking about and accepting more no i think sometimes people still will hide and that's the thing is because when you do come out although there's more visibility and acceptance sometimes there's people that just don't understand like I had someone that was close to me that just didn't understand and would say things like oh who's the man in the relationship and that sort of thing and our stuff that was I would consider a little bit backwards and it just it's that thing that I forgot that I assumed that because they were close to me they would get it instead of realising sometimes it takes time for people to unlearn behaviours. So they've got to unlearn these comments and unlearn the fact that it's not quite right to say those sort of things and unlearn that that prejudice is due to ignorance. So you're trying to inform them so they're no longer ignorant. So you're trying to educate them. Yeah, that's Mm. why we've got to do it in a nice way because sometimes people get on their high horse and get a little Mm. bit aggravated. And I did initially would get quite aggravated because there are some people that really try and push their point. Like I had someone when the Israel Folau thing went up was really rude to Mm. me, like started tagging me in things and being really vile. I ended up having to tag that person off Facebook because I'm like, I do not need that in my life. And it's because they wouldn't... They thought Israel Folau saw them as like a, oh, I don't know if it's an inspiration or something, and they saw that the community was against religion. And it's really, people need to remember that there are people that are from the umbrella that are religious. Yes. That's a part of their identity. And we don't discriminate against that. Yeah, and the thing is that with your identity, it's not just one thing. So I'm not just a lesbian. Like, that's not my whole identity. Everyone has a whole heap of things that make them who they are. And to be able to say, oh, you're lesbian, so you can't be Christian, that's not really 
that's not okay. It's part of your identity. It's who you are. And love just hurts. It's it's a hurtful mm, thing that has been mm. done and said, and then the press pick up on it, and some of the the rednecks continue mm, it. Yeah, and I won't name them because they don't need to be named. But I don't like giving giving them oxygen. <laughs> don't give them their airtime. The, um, the rednecks then they they double up on the the hurt because mm. they're saying, "Oh, this fella's all right. He's allowed to." But mm. we've got too much hurt going on still. Yeah. As you've agreed to. And mm. we do have too many of the young'uns hurting themselves, harming themselves, suiciding. Mm. Yeah. That's what I think we need to stop it and there need are, to accept. There are a lot of churches that are gay friendly and accepting yeah. and people are, are a part of the community and they do some wonderful, wonderful things. Wonderful work, yeah. Mm. And I've interviewed some of them before, like done little mini interviews when I've gone to certain things and it's been Mm. really great to get their stories because there are some wonderful people Mm. doing a lot of work in the community. It's just really unfortunate that there's people out there like Israel that that hide. So they use the Bible as an excuse to be discriminatory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's like because... For instance, I know a family in Colac that are Anglican and they are so beautiful and they've always been so accepting Mm. of those that are LGBTIQ+. And they've actually got a child that is. And they've always been... They're just beautiful. Mm. They're just lovely to everyone. And I look at them as sort of inspiration on the fact. And because I've known them for so long and from such a young age I've always had that understanding that you can be religious and not use it as an excuse to be like horrible to people because mm. it's that take home message from the say there though it's not an excuse it's sort of being used as a weapon yeah 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 no mm. that's a good that's probably a better way of phrasing it yeah yeah. It is because to me it's a weapon because a weapon is what harms you. Yes, and it does. And it does, and it creates so much hurt. Yeah. And we can see that we've got a lot of we can see a lot of hurt in a lot of the people. Mm. Like even with the marriage equality debate, it was a lot of people saw it as they were on the edge of the seats to see what the vote was going to look like because of the fact that it's like, well, what's the percentage in my area? Do people in my area accept me or not? Because there's a lot of people that would be like, oh, yeah, no, I accept gay people. Oh, but no, they shouldn't have the right to get married and that sort of thing. So it's just really interesting. And I read the comment section on the internet way too much, which isn't good. (laughs) And there's so many times where you'll see someone go, oh, my gay best friend or... My, I have, I have a lesbian in my life. So, and they'll try and give up their point of view and be like, "Oh, I know it all because I know this one queer person in my life." And it's like, really? <laughs> I, if only the listeners could see the faces I'm making at the moment, because it's oh such a common thing in arguments. That's just one loud voice. That's yeah. all. Yeah, and the loud ones and they get on the noise. They get the, the loud ones with the loud voice get on and mm. think. Yeah, just the ones that get heard. We just shake our heads and it's say, like, why don't you no. let us speak for mm. ourselves so you can actually get the right information rather than spreading whatever you're trying to spread. Mm. And I think too, saying getting the right in the right um, information, mm. I think we should let people know that you can. Uh, message us at any time and we mm. can send you any information that you wish to know about. Yeah, Edwina and Greg are very resourceful. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but you're going to help us with the resources, so <laughs> we're going to have to start winding up shortly. Yes. So who is a Q Life? 
queue life switchboard yeah yeah so there's queue life there's switchboard there's the aware project there's wellways beyond blue and lifeline obviously um yeah there's just some of the few and then obviously there's glow offices so if you yeah, can we've been wanting to get a glow officer in mm. actually we did have at one stage we had a chance there when we went to one of the meetings here in Colorado. yeah adam pedigree is really good that's what we'd been like to get yeah. there and now glow yeah. is a that's a gay lesbian liaison officer with the police yes and um so you know that's another thing is we want people to put your hand up to the police if there's any abuses yeah, going on whether yeah. it be in a heterosexual or an umbrella mm. relationship or anything like that you need to put your hand up yeah. and the police are well equipped to accept your call yeah and to, this is still a little bit on the subject but there is mm. abuse going on at the moment and that's people going into the supermarkets and buying up all the toilet paper oh, how stupid is that but guess what you know we arrived <laughs> And guess who comes in and donated a roll of toilet paper to us? Sarah said earlier on in the program that she's a little bit different and she's a bit quirky and whatever else. She's brought in a, a roll of toilet paper as a gift for us. But who gives a crap? <laughs> Sorry, well, that's written on the toilet paper. Well, I live by myself and I get this subscription. So I've got like a whole heap of toilet paper because it lasts for literally like months. Um, and some of them actually have this thing where you can gift it. So it has like a two section. It says why you're giving it. And <laughs> at the bottom it has from. And I just thought it was so funny with what's going on. And I'm like, oh, you know how when you go to someone's house, you bring them, flowers yeah you bring them something nice and i thought with what's going on i didn't know their toilet paper situation so i thought i'd come along with <laughs> that's wonderful thank you oh, dear, dear. Oh, so, so this you're... this is like the the one to mark the toilet paper epidemic it's <laughs> unbelievable i really don't know it but it's wonderful sarah i really am happy i think we're both happy that we've had this yarn yeah and you really are a gem <laughs> everyone well when do you want again sunday night sunday night at 6 p.m 6 p.m mm. and it really is it's a great program it really is something that has got got community talking now you've yes. got a, your podcast is available always as well yes and i say you're well ahead of me yes because yours is such a better program. Oh no, I'm I'm just good at editing it to be able to put it up as a podcast. Yours is very good on, on radio. <laughs> very good on radio. Oh dear, okay. I'm I just I'm just trying to repurpose it a bit more I to make it more accessible. No, no, you're not. No, you're definitely not. That's we're not great. beyond help. We're just a little bit older. Yeah. We are going to be wrapping it up now. We're going to go out with another song of yours mm. and why. Why? So why this is... Because this I've seen the film and it's great. Yeah, so this is actually the outro music that I use for from Paddocks to Pride each week. It's called This Is Me by Kesha and it actually features in The Greatest Showman and it's, it is really all about embracing yourself and being like, this is who I am. Nothing's going to change. I am who I am and standing up and being proud and, yeah. Be comfortable within yourself. Yeah, and I think it's really inspirational and motivational and I just, it's, I love it. 
I, I, I do actually sing along to it in the studio. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And we love you too, and thank oh, you. thank you. Today. I love you both too. Thank you very much for being with us here. And look, you've been on OCR FM's 98 point, at 98.3 FM and 88.7 FM along the coast. We will get the podcast of this up as mm. soon as we can. And it's been Community Connect with Edwina and Greg. Thank you once again, Sarah, mm-hmm. for being in here. And we'll go out with this track by Keisha. And we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. We don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us For we are glorious When the sharpest words won't cut me down I'm gonna send a flag, gonna drown them out I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be This is me Look out, cause here I come And I'm marching on to the beat I drum I'm not scared to be seen I make no apologies This is me This is who I'm meant to be. This is me.